Casting live, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. C, senor. Armstrong and Getty in silence. It's one of my new phrases I'm tired of. Anytime, anytime somebody doesn't talk for a while, then they oh. do talk, it's always they ended their silence. Oh. And we haven't talked since Friday, so Armstrong and Getty end their silence. There are plenty of people I wish would begin their silence. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, today, etc., etc., where we are, and under the tutelage of our general manager, Volodymyr Zelensky and the brave Ukrainian people, a bunch of music-making folks I've never heard of, and Kansas and North Carolina college basketball royalty facing off of the national championship game. Is that tonight? Uh, yes. God. Yes, it is. As a lifelong Kansas fan, since that's where I'm from, uh, there was a time when I would have I've been able to name every player on the team. I've watched every single game. Uh, I didn't even know the game was tonight, so that's where I've gone with uh, with my with my life. And and then, like I've been talking about, I should go back to sports. I was happier when I followed sports. I should go back to following sports. I'll watch the game tonight and pretend like I've been rooting for Kansas the whole year. I watched both semifinal games, so I have long, dull analysis for you. But I will tell you this. The one weird thing about uh, one of the teams, North Carolina, is they almost never substitute. They have the same five guys out on the floor practically the entire game. Coach doesn't even know the name of the sixth guy on the bench. He just says, tall guy with the reddish hair, you, you. Uh, it's, it's weird. They never substitute. Armstrong and Getty end their silence. See, if you hadn't spoken at all about Will Smith and Chris Rock... And then an interviewer does ask you. They present it as Denzel Washington and silence. Oh. Okay. All right. Whatever. Saturday Night Live had a lot of good jokes around the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. So we'll be playing those later. I actually have some polling on that, believe it or not. I didn't think there was a chance we'd be talking about it today. Of what demographics think Chris Rock was more wrong and what demographics think Will Smith was more wrong. And it's pretty oh. interesting. Well, it's got uh, to be. And it's not, hey, 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 impatient types. It's not about Will Smith and Chris Rock. No, it's about no. humanity. It's about people. Of course it is. Trying to get to know humanity. Humanity? Impatient. Please, like you to meet humanity. Impatient types? Well, yeah, you know, the old, why are you guys talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they sound like? <laughs> yeah, they do. That's exactly what I was just saying. For some reason, yeah. my, my son was doing a voice yesterday. He had his eyes squinted up to me, and he came up to me, and he said, uh, are you happy with your car insurance? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Sounded just like your voice. <laughs> um, yeah, beautiful. So uh, we've made it this long without mentioning it. I suppose we got to mention it and talk about it. Uh, all that info that came out of Ukraine yesterday was just freaking horrifying if you didn't follow the news. So as Ukraine is taking back towns that had been in Russian hands for the last month, they're seeing what the Russians did. And the Russians did, well, really what the Russians have done everywhere they've fought battles for like the last 200 years, uh, raped and pillaged and murdered indiscriminately. Raped, millaged, tortured indiscriminately. For no reason you can understand other than just the joy of raping and torturing. Because it doesn't do you any good. It's hard to imagine what the point of it is. But they've done it. They've done it forever. It's the history of the Russian military. 
They executed all the prisoners and shot down uh, peaceful citizens randomly in the streets wherever they stood. And, yeah, administered many beatings and tortures and well, executions. You, just you've, horrible. Have you seen some of the videos of people driving around the towns? You, you drive down a little uh, a small town street, and there's a dead body in front of everyone. And it's because they went house to house, brought the mail out of the house, and shot them in front of the house. Sometimes they tortured them first, but then they shot them. So there's a dead body in front of every house. And then I saw just a wonderful report, and this is quite graphic, but a um, a stack of uh, naked female bodies, I'm sure they had been raped, that had uh, been attempted to be set on fire to, I guess, uh, cover up the evidence of the horror that they had done. Beautiful. But uh, kind of makes it difficult to buy the whole, we're here to liberate you from Nazis thing that Putin said at the beginning. If you're liberating the Ukrainian people who are your kinfolk, I mean, they're so similar to you as a Russian that Ukraine shouldn't even be its own country. I mean, we're all the same people. Uh, we're going to come liberate you. Then why are you raping the women and, and uh, torturing and murdering the men? It's kind of hard to uh, justify that, obviously. Yeah. It's been a while yeah, since the beginning, as, as everybody knew. But uh, And you know, the one thing nobody does know yet was, is this just a military run wild because there's no command and control? And like I said earlier, that's the culture of the Russian military for, for a very long time. Or was that part of the plan? Is that what they were supposed to do when they went town to town? Who knows? There doesn't you know, it's seem difficult to, to say. doesn't seem there to be some, a lot of command and control right now. Well, yeah, that's absolutely true. I was going to say there are some places where depopulating the areas is absolutely a strategy because they want to take it over and don't want a restive population there. But I have a feeling in the other places, uh, it's just when the brutality of war uh, sinks down to your bones, uh, compassion and humanity tend to vanish. There are plenty of stories of uh, Russian troops getting caught and executed. Um, Good. It's just it's no utter brutality. They, yeah. they have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. Obviously, all the rules are the rules are off. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Um, we have to get them whatever they need. Yes. Whatever they freaking need. Get them the dang planes. Or or whatever whatever they need, give them whatever they need. Um, the the movement toward that worldwide has grown a lot in the last twenty four hours as all those videos and pictures came out. It's just it's just absolutely horrible. And as I heard this morning, and I hadn't even thought about it, um, most of these videos and pictures came out of one particular town that they retook. The Ukrainians retook. There are going to be thirty towns like that as Clearly. they retake these towns. Meanwhile, much of Europe continues to pump Russian gas and pay for it dearly to Vlad Putin, enriching him. It's, uh, it's almost as if it's a bad idea to become completely dependent on an evil regime. And always has been. So we got more on all that later um, in a lot of different forms. We should probably start the show officially, end our silence. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, April 4. My niece's birthday, the year 2022. New you in 22. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Note to self, next time, do the horrific stuff first and the funny stuff second. All right, here we go. Uh, Officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. We're going to be listening to some music. We're going to be dancing. We're going to be singing. We're going to be keeping people's names out of our mouths. And we're going to be giving out awards. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good line. It is. Um, So how do you say that guy's name who won album of the year? John Batiste? I have no idea looks like Batiste. So I haven't, uh, he's the uh, he's the leader of the band in the Stephen Colbert show. 
Mm-hmm. Is what he does for his full time job. But um, I'm aware of him, and I haven't heard anything from this album. I'll definitely check it out. Is it one album of the year? And I liked something he said in his acceptance speech last night, which I heard today because I didn't watch the Grammys. Um, happy to uh, you know uh, accept this on behalf of real musicians and people who you know really make music and blah blah blah. And yeah. I would think you would like this, Joe. He is as far from a pop star as you can possibly get. One thing is he he is not is like a pretty person who can dance and made some music with the help of a whole bunch of people. I, I, I'm familiar with him from all these videos he does with Minton Marcellus about the history of jazz, and they go around uh-huh. and they play at universities and stuff like that. And he's a freaking genius. And he now plays you got a, my attention. He plays a piano, and Minton Marcellus plays a trumpet, and they go through the history of jazz and how they construct music and how it's changed over time, stuff like that. He's a freaking genius. He is a for real, for real musician at the highest mm. level. And it's interesting to have a guy like that win, because, you know, sometimes the album of the year is just... Kind of a pretty person who sang somebody else's love songs and uh, and gets auto tuned, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and whatever. But that's perky, perky breasts. He is definitely not that. Um, uh, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's terrific. Oh, it's a pithy. I think you'll find the poll about who supports Will Smith and who supports Chris Rock kind of interesting. Yet another Excellent. breakdown in uh, in, uh, in in the way our society is divided for some reason. Let me let me see if I yeah, I got this down. In the next segment, our emailers will break their silence. That's exactly right. They will. Yeah. End yeah. their silence. Needs to it's be ended. end, not break. Either one. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm still working on it. I'm new to this. <laughs> Elon Musk bought a $3 billion stake in Twitter. Is now the platform's <laughs> largest shareholder. Just came across. I thought he was talking about starting a new platform. I think he's going to take the old platform and twist it to his uh, liking. Decided that'd be easier. I'll just become the largest stakeholder and change the rules. Exactly. Interesting. God, that'd be fun. I'll, to be. I'll fire the censor-in-chief doofus who took over from starving Jack Dorsey, and then I'll have myself a social media platform. Man, it'd be fun to be the world's richest man. You could just screw with anything you want to screw with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we got all that stuff on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Amazon workers in, uh, what, Long Island unionized over the weekend, which was seen as a big deal. And now the Starbucks baristas in New York have unionized. All right. Well, where this uh, goes, nobody knows. Uh, I doubt very seriously it'll go toward better customer service. Hmm. I was thinking more in terms of, man, coffee's good. Have you had it? Have you had coffee? Oh. Oh. Wow. Bitterly delicious. Um, I'm, I'm more interested in, is this a uh, the pendulum swinging back the other way from uh, private company unions? Because it has been swinging away from unions for about 100 years. And uh, maybe the tide is turning. I have no idea. Do baristas need a union? What is their uh, set of grievances slash demands? I don't. I don't, know. I don't look good coffee. in green aprons. Wow. Okay. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. I've decided in honor of Ukraine to go with quotes about war this week. The first one from Dwight David Eisenhower, who certainly played a large role in saving the free world. I hate war as only a soldier who has lived it can. 
Only yeah. as one who has seen its brutality, its futility, its stupidity. Yeah, I, 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 I can't imagine when you've seen it up close how you even hold your act together to continue to uh, behave normally after that. Yeah, well, yeah, that can be a challenge, certainly, especially in modern society. Um, you're probably well, better off reading the book on killing than uh, listening to me talk about it. But We can talk more about that later, but uh, a certain amount of this medieval barbarism that has gone on uh, in Ukraine happens always in war, and you just have to accept that's part of the whole war deal, I guess, mm-hmm. and just move on. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, and, and virtually ever every effort to civilize war has well has fallen short of success, which of course it has. But has it done any good? That's an interesting uh, field of scholarship. Yeah. Whether the gentleness of modern war is actually a mistake, it's sickening, but you know, somewhat interesting if you can get past the sickening part. Well, let's go to mailbag. You can email us. Did you know that? Drop us a line. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. An opinion, a thought, a witticism. Keep them brief for if there's something we ought to be talking about. Send along the link. Nice note here from Gary. Guys, the headline is California Lieutenant Government. I'm sorry. California Lieutenant Governor is the first woman to sign a bill into state law. In the hill. A stupid, stupid story from last week. But Gary's question is, how can we be sure the person in the headline is actually a woman? Nowhere in the article is a biologist consultant to verify the claim. It is one of the great conundrums going on in the modern world. While there, while there is so much excitement over saying the first woman this and the first woman that, at the same time, the idea that uh, you can declare somebody a woman or not is seen as old-fashioned. Right. Right, right. So you're a woman regardless of biology, but nobody is a woman unless proved so by a biologist. Uh, Gary writes, I'd like to thank Supreme Court Justice nominee Ketanji Jackson, uh, Brown Jackson for her wisdom, which enabled the above observation, which brings up another point. Has any biologist confirmed that Judge Jackson is actually a woman? All right, it's KJB. No, KBJ. That's right. Brown Jackson. Judge Jackson. That's right. Uh, let's see. How about this? Uh, sent along by Heather. Uh, guys, something I saw summed up so much of what's happening in schools, media, entertainment, etc. nowadays. It's criminal. Uh, it's uh, posted by somebody named Robin who says, Perhaps the most disturbing cultural trend I've seen in the last five years is the destruction of childhood innocence in an attempt to validate adults. Oh, wow. That's a good phrase. That is. It really is. Oh, and on that topic, I've been... I, I, uh, this question came up uh, last week a little bit. What is the connection between all the critical theory things and the, and the queer theory and the anybody's a man and nobody's a woman and stuff and, and teaching it to kids? Why are they so anxious to teach it to kids? I did some reading about that over the weekend, okay. and I think I can connect some of those dots for you. Uh, different topic entirely. Douglas writes, uh, guys, at this point, a mask is pretty much a bumper sticker for your face. It's a political statement <laughs> bumper sticker. You people are full of fantastic phrases today. As I told you, pithy. Masks are a bumper sticker for your face. It's just saying, I heart the you know Democrats or progressivism or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Douglas, or may I call you Doug? Really well said, brother. How about this from Patrick? Guys, how can Title 42 end at the border, but I still need to wear a mask on a plane? There you go. Pat in the hood. 
Uh, here's uh, Lisa. Uh, two thoughts. Guys, if Title 42 is being repealed because COVID is no longer a crisis, then the emergency powers granted to governors due to the same crisis should also be repealed. Obviously. Clearly. And then her second one I liked. Guys, it appears that all of America is in favor of doing away with changing the clocks twice a year. Some in favor of daylight saving time, others in favor of standard time. Why don't we just split the difference and move the clocks permanently 30 minutes? There you go. You can set an example of how to compromise. I like it. Lisa for president. Or we go to Governor metric Emperor. hours, 100 minute hours, and somehow straighten things out from there. Wait, what now? <laughs> Guys, when you list off the positive facts about fossil fuels, writes Jeff, uh, one of them needs to be the fact that oil saved the whales. It's true. I don't, I don't know that. Fossil fuels, yeah, there was no need for uh, whale oil oh, for okay, a lot gotcha. of different uses uh, gotcha. because we had fossil fuels. I want to dig into this uh, Twitter Elon Musk story. It's, it's getting a lot of attention because it just happened. Uh, Elon Musk is now the biggest stakeholder in Twitter, <laughs> and he didn't like, apparently, the way they've been treating him, and he decided, you know what, I'm going to take over the company. Wow. Okay. Love it. That's, that's a good shakeup. That'll be entertaining to watch. It will be. It, uh, guaranteed. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The reason they let Will Smith stay in the audience was that they asked Chris Rock and he said it was okay. So now we just ask the victim right after they get hit in the head? Hey, you cool if the guy who just attacked you hangs around for a while? You don't want to make him mad again. I can't believe the Academy has a worse concussion protocol than the NFL. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, that is pretty on point. So we will get to this poll of different people's opinions broken down by uh, their politics, their income, their education on whether or not you think Chris Rock or Will Smith was more in the wrong. And I think that speaks more about, you know, uh, all kinds of different um, uh, attitudes in America than the particular slapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cultures and subcultures. Yeah. Which is a, a beautiful lead into a brief discussion I want to have about the latest mass killing in the United States and the reaction to it. That would be in downtown Sacramento, California, the state capital, and indeed where the Armstrong and Getty show was launched many, many, many moons ago. We hours of the morning, clubs letting out, uh, fighter ups, a bunch of people start shooting each other, including if the audio I heard wasn't something else, it sounded like a machine pistol, an automatic uh, weapon was used. Six people dead. Uh, double that number hurt. Don't you take a machine pistol when you go out dancing? I don't. I don't generally. Uh, a couple of thoughts. First of all, Sacramento Bee, which is the paper of record. It's a liberal paper in that fine city. The headline is, California has the toughest U.S. gun laws. After Sacramento shooting, what else can lawmakers do? And they go into the list of things that are banned, the crackdowns, the... the uh, the permits you have to have to buy ammo, the, the, the yeah, ghost I don't, guns. Blah, blah. I don't have much ammo because I've never gotten my birth certificate and all the stuff I need to get together to go to Big Five and register to buy ammo. But the, the guy downtown who wanted to murder a bunch of people, though, found a way around that. So you've affected me, but not him. Uh, that him is them, by the way. Them. Multiple shooters. 
Yeah, multiple people with guns and a will to uh, to use them. Uh, quick note uh, from a fellow who was downtown before the shooting, but uh, well after the sun went down, he was at an event at a hotel in the area, and he says, during the short walk back to the parking garage, the people and their behaviors that we encountered would make most people not want to have anything to do with downtown at night. The displays of threatening behavior were unnerving. Uh, then he addresses the mayor. You need to take a hard look at the city, blah, blah, blah. But to get back to the, the Sacramento Bee thing, because around here, we are not about whipping up the base or uh, pandering to our listeners or, or or that sort of thing. We're about you know talking about solutions that we think are realistic. And the question of California has the strictest gun laws in America. What else can be done? couple of very simple bits of reasoning that anybody can grasp and I don't think anybody can refute. Number one, the obvious one. The greatest prohibition in humankind, and it's, it's ancient, is against the unlawful taking of another life. Murder is the great, great prohibition. From ancient times to today, with the harshest of penalties and universal acceptance, there is perhaps no principle held more universally on earth than you don't get to murder people. And these people are more than willing to violate that prohibition. They do so willingly, some of them enthusiastically. Okay, So what in the name of heaven makes you think that they would observe some class three felony uh, possession of a firearm law or some misdemeanor or something like that. What in the name of heaven makes you think the murderous would give a damn? I hear you. I hear you. You think you're ahead of me. Who's ahead of who? Let's find out. You're saying, well, we got to get all the guns off the street. There are too many guns on the streets. There are too many guns in America. Okay. I can solve that one for you, too. Number one, a massive buyback program, which would be just monumentally expensive. And that would take care of about, I don't know, maybe 15% of the problem. Here's the rest of your solution. And this is undeniable. Stop and frisk everybody on the streets. Draconian penalties for unlawful possession of a firearm. Felon in possession of a firearm, 40 years, 30 years, something like that. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I hear you, my lefty friends. I hear you. Wait a minute. Mass incarceration is a problem, not a solution. Stop and frisk is unconstitutional. It's intrusive. It targets minorities. That's Okay, so you tell me how you're going to get the thousands and thousands and thousands of guns off the street. You have no solution. All you do is is shout about passing new gun laws, which if if the felons knew they existed, they would guffaw at them. That's your solution. Cut it out. Yeah, uh, it's interesting when the gun laws don't stop these mass shootings that there's always a call for more of them. As opposed to recognizing that they're they're not they're clearly not the answer. Right, right. You want to uh, you want to affect mass shootings? And, and interestingly enough, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, was talking about this. She was talking about how the giant explosion in carjackings, which often turn violent, or they begin with the violence of a gun in your face, are uh, about unloved youths. That's a quote. It's mostly teenagers who do this. 
And so she said, yeah, these kids are adrift. They don't they have no priorities in life. They're not loved. They're not cared after. Okay, so let's talk about keeping the family intact. Let's talk about raising children. Let's let's deal with the utter failure of the American welfare state. I have a different study over here. We can talk about later how uh, uh, the intact black family has crumbled since the institution of the welfare state. Black educational achievement uh, in a lot of ways, uh, uh, incomes, uh, you know, marriage, drug use. There are just so many statistics. It's because the government as daddy doesn't work. It's a miserable failure, and we have a culture, and nobody wants to talk about this. We have a culture where it's seen as acceptable to use deadly violence to settle minor disputes. That is the problem. You know, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Governor, all you legislators, all you activists, you have a culture of murder. Deal with it openly, honestly, and aggressively. Or again, stop wasting my time talking about adding a 12th law to the 11th that the murderers have already violated. Yeah, there's always talk every time there's a shooting about the gun culture, but not the other part of the culture. Right. Because uh, guns have been available for a very, very long time, and it's a fairly recent invention, the idea that I'm going to go shoot up my school or shoot up the nightclub or whatever. Right. Yeah, I have plenty of guns. I have no murderous intent. Why is that? Is that worth at least considering? And I like this note from Matt, uh, going back to a little email. Uh, In the hours following that late-night slaughter, every local headline speech from officials decried gun violence. Are we all sick of this misdirection? Was 9-11 airplane violence? When a madman rams a car into a crowd, it's not called SUV violence. If this rampage were done with a punk with a machete, no brave leaders would be decrying blade violence. Gun violence is a misdirection from people with some alternate agenda. Uh, how about you uh, city officials, news stations, shut up until you want to talk about the real problems? Clearly, I agree. Thanks, Matt. Um... Has anybody seen the Madonna TikTok video? I've read about it several times, but I haven't seen it. She released now, some... Now that's a transition. No, she, I have not. She released some TikTok video that apparently is unsettling before the Grammys last night, and I have not seen it. Have you seen it, Michael? No, but I hope she's not in the tub again. Oh, so... <laughs> that's right. I'd forgotten. That, what was that? That was about COVID, right? Madonna in the bathtub? Yes. Something about us all needing to love each other or something. I don't remember. COVID is the equal opportunity something or other. Yeah. You better right. get out of that tub, Granny, before you get all pruney. Huh? So we'll we'll dig that up, I guess. Um, and, uh, yeah, this, this is a headline everywhere uh, about Elon Musk buying the biggest share of Twitter. <laughs> and it reminds me, I watched a video that Joe retweeted on our Twitter page. You should follow us on Twitter if you're on Twitter at all. If you're not on Twitter, don't start. It won't make no. your life better. But if you're on Twitter, you should follow us. But a great video um, mocking the accounts that they ban on Twitter and the accounts that they allow it to stay, which is just amazing. Right, right. It really pantses Twitter in a beautiful and hilarious way. We'll we'll get that posted at armstrongandgetty.com. Right. Um, you, you, question, you even ask the question about masks or vaccines, you get banned, your Twitter delete, your tweet deleted. You can put forward all kinds of crap as long as it's anti-Trump that's just insane. It doesn't make any difference. Uh, the, you know, the leader of Iran can be on there. Putin can be on there. Trump can't be on there. 
All right. Whatever. Right. Death to the Jews. Yes. Stop the steal. No. Okay. Exactly. Just making a note. Um, so we played that joke, uh, Chris Rock and Will Smith, so that when we come back, we could hit these uh, poll numbers that I think you'll find kind of interesting on people's attitudes of uh, who's right and who's wrong. Maybe that speaks to culture. I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. What am I? I, I don't have the answers. You when's, don't? When's tax day oh. this year? Is it the 15th again? They went back to being the 15th or the 17th because it's a Monday? Yeah, you just mentioned to uh, to me. I think the state and, and feds are different uh, in our case, but, but I don't know. But it's the first year in several years that they're not delaying it, mm-hmm. trying to get back to normal. Um, and I just came across some pretty interesting tax information, including taxpayers are paying $30,000 a month for Secret Service protection to keep Hunter Biden safe in his Malibu mansion. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he doesn't seem to have much interest in keeping him his own self safe based on uh, his lifestyle over the last several years, but we're paying $30,000 to make sure somebody from the outside doesn't hurt him. Um, but there's some interesting Hunter Biden stuff also. So all on the way, stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yesterday, Will Smith resigned from the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences. He wasn't going to, but then Jada gave him that look. (laughs) If Will Smith had been expelled, he would have joined a small group of people kicked out of the Academy, including Bill Cosby, Roman Polanski, and Harvey Weinstein. Or, as they're also known, bad boys for life. Chris Rock has been very public about his nonverbal learning disorder, which means it's hard for him to understand nonverbal signals. Sort of like how when he saw an angry Will Smith charging towards him, and instead of moving out of the way, he put both his hands behind his back, smiled, and said, "Uh oh." <laughs> I had never heard that before. I didn't know Chris Rock had a nonverbal thing. Yeah, I was just reading about that. It's a cousin, I guess, to Asperger's syndrome, which is uh, on the uh, autism spectrum. Interesting. Yeah. Um, also, Will Smith uh, not being a member of the Academy. Do you have any sense of what that means at all? It changes everything, Jack. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how we can go forward with the same assumptions and beliefs as we have. <laughs> give a fly in it. Oh, but but you know does what? it mean anything to his career? Or, or do you not get to have the Oscar if you're not a member of the Academy? Can you nope. ha- receive the reward? Yeah, you can get awards. You just don't get to vote on them or go well, to the big freaking deal. Big freaking deal. No, it's not. So, so the reason he resigned is he didn't want to be on that short list of super awful human beings that have been kicked out. That's why he resigned. Well, right. He pled guilty, in effect, and a few years down the line, maybe he petitions to get let back. Whatever. In. Please don't tell or me. Whatever. Don't yeah. tell me if he does. <laughs> right. Please don't interrupt whatever I'm doing at the time to let me know that he's back in the academy. All right. No if matter I, what I'm, I'm doing. If I'm having a root canal, just <laughs> let it roll. It's fine. <laughs> who freaking cares? But, uh, okay. Um, Saturday Night Live had a couple of good things. The, the, the sketch they did where it was uh, the, 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 the Will Smith and the audience and the people behind him, I thought that was really funny. And I thought the comedian who I'd never heard of, that black guy who was a comedian who was uh, his opening monologue, I thought that's, uh, that's, that's tough a week in to do that. And he was pretty good. Very, very funny. Um, but so there's a poll of people who was more wrong, Chris Rock 
or Will Smith. Who is more wrong? The idea being, well, it's wrong to tell a joke about a guy's wife. Or it's wrong to hit somebody because of a joke about your wife. Uh-huh. And uh, pretty solidly, the less education you have, the more likely you think Chris wrong, Chris Rock was more wrong. The less, and also the less, the lower your income is. So the less your education and the lower your income, you're more likely to think Chris Rock was wrong. And if you make, um, if you make more money and have more education, you think Will Smith is wrong. You have any? You take anything from that that means anything at all? Well, yeah, that was exactly what I was talking about earlier in reference to the mass shooting in Sacramento. You have a culture slash subculture that believes if you disrespect me. I am fully justified in perpetrating an act of violence, to use uh, fancy words. And that culture, of course, thinks, yeah, yeah, he he, he disrespected uh, Smith, Smith's woman, so he had an ass kicking coming. Period. Um, I listened to some pointy-headed people thinking way too hard about this, uh, but some of the interesting ideas <clears throat> in various podcasts I took in over the weekend about it were, People who make more money and have more education, I don't even know if this is true, but uh, the theory was people who make more money or have more education tend to be better at long-term thinking than short-term thinking. Like, I'd like to punch you for that, but that's not going to do me any good long-term. I'm better off not. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that might be a factor. Uh, You know, although... uh, there are plenty of people who might tend toward that point of view. They get brought up in a culture where from the time they're a baby, they're taught that this is the way a person behaves. Now, here's an interesting bit of a switcheroo, I think. Based on age, younger people were much more likely to think that Chris Rock was in the wrong because younger people, I think, have been taught that speech is violence, that words are every bit the same as physical violence. You can burn down mm-hmm. a building for words if you want to because speech is violence you know any young person listening to the show right now who believes that uh, uncle joe's getting straight in your head clinics are just about to start for the spring uh, time in which i say something mean to you and then i punch you in the stomach and i let you decide which one was worse <laughs> yeah i would know i don't know if which one's worse works but uh certainly one is violence and one is not well, right. Okay, you're a stupid idiot, and I don't like you. All right, how was that? Well, that was violence. That was violence. All right, now some real violence. Bap! Now, do you still think they're the same? Joe Getty's straightening out young people clinic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still working on the name. You were a child. Go do something else. And uh, so, I, I don't know. I don't know what you do with that information. Um... Or if it means anything. This did come up in one of the podcasts I was listening to, and I just wanted to pass it along because I'd never heard this before. And it got to the 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 idea that and I just I don't know if I buy this. I mean, maybe it used to be true. I, I don't know that because you went to college, you're better at long term thinking and delayed gratification. Uh maybe it's because I was around somebody over the weekend who's twenty and absolutely kicking ass out in the private sector working hard versus a, a number of 20-year-olds I know who are in college and are doing nothing and have probably will do nothing when they're out. So I'm not sure about the whole long-term thinking thing fitting in with college. But uh, just in general, this person went to a university 
Uh, well, you were in the Big Ten when you went to college. They went to North, I was. They went to Northwestern University, and they regularly got beaten in sports by all the other Big Ten schools. You know, your your Michigans, your whoever would beat you in sports, but they would yeah. chant. They would chant when they when they were losing toward the end of the game. It's all right. It's okay. You'll be driving our kids someday with the idea huh. that they weren't going to a fancier college. So maybe you beat us in sports, but you're going to be a chauffeur or a taxi driver or whatever. <laughs> And and my and, and we're going to be richer, which is about the most appalling sort of classist view of things that I can imagine. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing. I'm uh, I'm crying. I'm weeping over the cruelty. Well, I just find it appalling and yes. especially unrealistic in the modern world. Just that whole thing needs to just go away. Just that whole idea of what college you went to is going to define your success and future is just it's just got to end. Oh, yeah, I just read something really interesting about that. I'll share it with you later. But when, what era was that? That doesn't sound like something that would happen these days. Mm, I think probably 90s, 80s or something. Yeah, yeah, that I could believe. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that is not right. <laughs> the 1980s, such a twisted period. Cocaine everywhere. Back to the Future in the theaters. Reagan in the White House. Ugh. Cosby was the number one show. He's a rapist. So what? wholesome, though. So wholesome. Armstrong and Getty.